Good morning. The scripture reading this morning is from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. This is from the message. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies, no cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other, don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies, don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back, discover beauty in everyone. If you got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even, that's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch, or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. This is the word of the Lord. And let us pray together. Gracious God, open our hearts and our minds this day to your word. May we hear your word anew. May it speak to us in our lives. And hearing your word, we, may we go forth from this place to be your hands and feet in our world and to share the good news of your kingdom. For we pray this in Christ's precious name. Amen. All You Need Is Love was the number one hit played by the Beatles for the first time in the Our World Project, which was the first worldwide TV special broadcast in 24 countries on June 25, 1967. I won't ask how many of you remember that day. It was a little bit before my time, but the show was six hours long and it featured music from six continents, with the Beatles representing Britain. They were supposedly recording this live during the show, but they did indeed use a pre-recorded backing track and John Lennon's vocal was redone a few hours later. Eric Clapton apparently mimed the guitar on this during the special. The concept of the song was born out of the request to bring a song that was going to be understood by people of all nations. All You Need Is Love had an easy message of love and peace. The song was easy to play, the words easy to remember, and it encompassed the feeling of the world's youth during that summer of love. But of course, we know all these years later that all you need is not apparently just love. 
When Paul was writing to the church, he was reminding the people in that early church, reminding them of God's grace in their lives. He was writing to the early church to remind them of their calling as bearers of this new message, this new message that was for all people, not just a chosen few, not just the Israelites, but all people. He was placing a new call upon their lives to live into the freedom, the freedom which they had been given through the life and the death and the resurrection of Christ. In the interpretation of Romans 12 that we read today, we hear these words, love from the center of who you are, don't fake it. And as I read Eugene Peterson's translation of Romans 12 this week, those words, love from the center of who you are, kept playing in my head, a little bit like all you need is love. I kept thinking about those words, love from the center of who you are. And that, of course, led me to ask myself, well, who am I? Who is at the core? Who is the center of who I am? And of course, there's many things that I am. I'm a pastor, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, a daughter, an aunt, a friend. Just as there are many things that you all are. But this question, who is at the core? Who is at the center of me? kept playing in my mind over and over again. And it got me to thinking that what is at the core is connected to what comes next in Paul's writing. Because Paul goes on to give us a series of commands, which in turn made me ask a series of questions. Do I hold on for dear life to what is good? Do I run from evil? Do I bless my enemies? Do I get along with everyone? Do I make friends with nobodies? Do I discover beauty in everyone? Maybe on my good days. <laughs> maybe when I'm clear-headed enough and life is going well, maybe then I'm able to be mindful of God's blessings in my life. But then there are all the other days, right? This summer, I've been privileged to officiate already at three weddings, and I have one more coming up this coming weekend. And each wedding has been different, of course, each couple different, each wedding venue a little bit different. And even after all these years of conducting weddings, I have to admit, I do always get just a little bit emotional as the music plays and the bride, the doors of the sanctuary here, or wherever we are, the, the bride stands at the top of the aisle, and the groom turns to look at the bride and their eyes meet. I always get just a little bit emotional. I've met with these couples, of course, to plan the wedding. I've talked with them. I've heard their story. I've shared a little bit about their hopes and then their, and their dreams. And I enter into that sacred moment with as much joy and hope and faith as they do. And during that ceremony, I tried to remind them and all who are gathered as part of their circle of friends, try to remind them that yes, 
love brings them to that moment. And what a beautiful thing that love is. But with all due respect to John Lennon and his buddies, love is most certainly not all that you need. Those of you who have been in long-term committed relationships know that it takes a whole lot more than love to make any relationship work. And as I kept thinking about Paul's words to the early church, it occurred to me that Paul was teaching them that what they needed was going to be far beyond anything of which they themselves would be capable. I cannot love from the center of who I am because too often I am selfish and angry and tired and worn down by this world. I cannot love from the center of who I am because too often I am anxious and fearful and weak and cautious. I cannot love from the center of who I am because too often I'm distracted and preoccupied and busy and harried. I can only love like Paul writes if I am loving from the center of who God intends me to be, if I am loving from the heart of Christ, if I am loving through the strength of the one who made me and redeemed me. Last week's readings from Romans 12 spoke of the need to live a life transformed by the power of the gospel. And this week's reading describes such a life, but that life is not possible unless we are inviting God daily into our lives, asking God to be at the center of everything that we do, to be at the center of who we are. I need to love not from the center of who I am, but from the center of who Christ is and from the strength that is found in Christ and through Christ. In the New Testament, love is more of a verb than a noun. It is more to do with acting than feeling. The call to love is not so much a call to a certain state of emotion as it is to a quality of action. And God is the one who equips us to live out his love in our world. God gives us the strength to move beyond ourselves, our own wants and desires, our own faults and failings, in order to be the people he created us to be. God gives us the strength to show that love to others in our homes, in our workplaces, in our communities. But none of it is easy. I wonder if you ever watch those DIY transformation type shows where they take an old, decrepit, falling down house and they rip out the walls and they remove the shag pile carpet. They take out the fluorescent fluorescent lights and the moldy sheetrock, and over months they completely remake the house. They install new flooring and wiring and heat and air. They paint and buy new furniture, and then they reveal this transformation. Of course, when we watch those shows, the grand reveal comes within an hour. But it takes months, right? Anyone who's lived through a house renovation knows it takes months of hard work and sweat to bring about such transformation. And the same, friends, is true in our lives. We cannot suddenly become the people God wants us to be 
We don't just wake up one day having left behind all our old faults and failings and habits. We have to painstakingly make the decision day after day, maybe moment after moment, to strive to live as God wants us to. We have to ask each day, each moment, for God to be revealed in us and through us. We have to ask for God's strength and power to be made evident in our lives. And I believe we need the help of others to challenge and encourage us. Part of Paul's message to the early church is one of accountability. He knew that it was important for the faithful to keep meeting together in order to encourage and strengthen one another, to use one another's gifts and skills to use one another's energy to build one another up. We do not do these things alone. We do not live the life of faith by ourselves. I have others who pray for me, who join me in serving, who inspire me to go beyond myself, who challenge me to open my eyes to God's beauty in others. Friends, Paul invites us today to ask ourselves, what is really at the center of our lives? What drives us? What motivates us? And maybe when we are honest with ourselves and get real with ourselves about what really is at the core of who we are, perhaps then we might recognize our need, our need to ask God to help us to move beyond ourselves so that we can be the transformed people that God calls us to be and God needs us to be for his will to be done in our world. So friends, I invite you this morning and through this week to look inward, to ask yourself, what is at the center? Who is at the center of my life? Who is at the core? Who gives me hope? Who gives me courage? Who gives me faith? Do you hold on to dear life, to what is good? Do you run? from evil? Do you bless your enemies? Do you get along with everyone? Do you make friends with nobodies? Do you discover beauty in everyone? If, like me, you can only say, sometimes, then I invite you this morning to ask Christ into your life to transform it and to make it into the life that God intends it to be so that his good news can be proclaimed in our world in the name of our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.